The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. Today we're going to start out with uh, the usual thank you to the patrons and the uh, supporters on Buy Me A Coffee. So on Patreon we have Josh, Jake, B-Word, and the Iceman. And through Buy Me A Coffee we have Jason and Miss Aaron. Thank you guys for your continued support. I really appreciate it. Now to uh, carry on to the first thing I'm going to say. We had the first live episode of I Had to Say It Live. Yeah, um, that was Sunday night, uh, January 29th, 2023. Uh, it went, went pretty good. We had a good time. We had a good conversation. I was joined by uh, Jim from Film Rage and uh, B-Word and uh, Cody from Dungeons and Podcasts and... Uh, we had a good little talk. We, you know, shot the shit, talked about a few different subjects, uh, talked a little bit more about masculinity and what the difference between toxic masculinity and actual masculinity is. And then B-Word had, had to step out, and then shortly afterwards, Cody also had to step out, and then Jim and I talked for about another 45 minutes to an hour. And we discussed some things like what was going on in uh, Canada with their assisted suicide and mental health and Anyway, it was a really good conversation, uh, a little more raw than most of these episodes are because obviously it was live, Nothing, no time to edit, so there, <laughs> there were some snags and some glitches as is to be expected with the first of anything, really. Uh, we're going to definitely be doing it again. I mean, I don't know who will be the guests on the next one, but I am definitely going to be doing more live episodes because I want to get better at them, and if I don't keep doing them, I'm not going to. So if you wanted to go check it out, the uh, it is still available on YouTube. I uh, just go to and the link to the YouTube channel is available on the website. Since I don't have enough followers yet to get a custom YouTube URL, I just have some random letters and numbers that I can't be asked to uh, remember because why bother? I pay for a website for a reason. If you want to go see the live episode, go to I had to say podcast dot com. It's on the home page. Big-ass logo, YouTube logo. You click on that, it'll take you to the channel, and there you can click on the live streams tab, and there's that, and the uh, the One Chip Challenge is on there still, and the random-ass election day special I did when the episode didn't upload uh, is on there, if you want to check that one out. But yeah, it was a good time. I mean, it's a little long, but that's everything I do tends to run a little long, so... Uh, if you got some time to kill, go check it out. And, uh, you know, again, big big thank you to those guys for joining me. Thank you to anybody that stopped in to actually watch the live stream. We had a couple on Twitch and a couple on YouTube, and I appreciate any support from you guys. 
And like I said, I will definitely be doing it again. Hopefully they'll be getting better, uh, a little more coherent. I'm still operating under a little bit of brain fog. I uh, was under the weather last week. but And that may have impacted my personality a little bit and some of the functionality. And I was just having technical issues and things weren't oper- cooperating right. But I'll get it figured out eventually. And we also touched on, so I'm not going to harp on it in this episode, we did touch on, you know, supply chain issues and food shortages, which apparently aren't nearly as big of a thing in Canada as they are here, which Jim informed me of. So I guess that's just one of those things that kind of makes you go, hmm. But yeah, so there was another fire and we lost another 100,000 laying hens and a whole barn at the world's, or at the country's biggest egg producer was burned to the ground. And yeah, nothing suspicious about that at all. It's perfectly normal to have all these building fires. Until you look at the numbers and you realize production facilities in the U.S. Two years ago, I think we had something like 22 or 2,300 food production facilities. And in the last, I think it's 18 months, 1,100 of them have had fires with significant damage or complete destruction. So, yeah, it's kind of hard to not believe all those tinfoil hat types who are saying that there's an assault on our food chain and our food supplies because it's kind of starting to look that way if you're being purely objective. But we already covered that in the live, so if you want to hear my thoughts on that, go ahead and go back to that. So I want to get into the meat and potatoes of what I've been thinking about that I didn't talk about during the live stream. uh, Because I knew I was going to have to have something to say so I could still put out my regularly scheduled program. And uh, I couldn't just break up the live because I forgot to hit record. Because, like I said, first episode, still figuring things out. Get off my back. But I did actually have something else I've been kind of thinking about, and the thing about it is, um, it's kind of like a grand unifying theory of pretty much everything I've ever complained about on this show, and it's going to kind of rehash certain aspects of things, but I'm thinking about this for a specific reason, and... If you've been following for any kind of, if this is your first episode, you know, there's going to be certain assumptions that are made here that you may want to go back and listen to some older episodes if you think I'm actually worth listening to, to uh, kind of get a little more of the meat and potatoes of things. Uh, We're going to kind of glance over them in the interest of keeping this from being a three-hour episode. But one of my long-standing contentions is that we as a society or a culture or a country, however you want to look at it, because I think it's not just our country. But I do think it is probably the most prevalent uh, here in the United States. But as a as a general overarching, oversweeping, grandiose statement, we're just getting so much fucking dumber than we used to be. And I don't think it's accidental. I think it's a deliberate thing. I think the national education system, the public education system in this country at least, was founded with the idea of making people useful employees, just smart enough to be useful, but just dumb enough to be compliant. And I think as the utility requirements become less and less because more and more aspects of being a useful person can become automated where it's gotten to the point where it's here, click this button, dummy. The compliant part has gotten to be much more important than the useful part. (laughs) Because if you look at a lot of people nowadays, You just look at them and know they're pretty much fucking pointless. I mean, there are so many people out there, and it's everything. It's people that make their living, and I'm doing air quotes here that you can't see, as social media influencers, or they're famous for literally nothing other than being famous. 
I used to complain about it being the Kardashians and other reality TV assholes, but it's gotten so much worse in the last few years just because of social media and TikTok influencers and Instagram models and all these other self-proclaimed useless fucks who don't actually really... And a lot of people that refer to themselves as creators when literally all they do to create is kind of just exist. Like, oh, I let people take pictures of me. You're not a fucking creator, sweetheart. You're something pretty to look at. You're a fucking dragonfly at best. And a lot of these bitches are much more sub than they actually think they are. They are not this top shelf, top quality beauty and entertainment. But there are pretty much at this point a limitless supply of thirsty motherfuckers who will feed their egos, tell them what they want to hear, buy them things, give them money. And I've noticed something I was reading earlier today. And I don't know why I was reading it. I don't know how I, what rabbit hole I fell down that led to me reading this. But it was basically saying OnlyFans, as in terms of a career, is not realistic unless you really bring something extra to the table. And a lot of people, particularly people more in my demographic, you know, young Gen Xers to older millennials, we joke about OnlyFans all the fucking time saying we're going to start selling feet pics and all this other shit because some there are some thirsty motherfuckers out there and there are some people that make some money at it. But when you look at the actual numbers, particularly with the adult model OnlyFans content creators, unless you're... I, I've, 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 I'm kind of graying out on the statistics. There might be a little lingering brain fog in, in Aaron's noggin, but it was something like unless you're in the top like 10% of earners on the platform... You're making, like, nothing. You're not even making minimum wage. And something like 60-some per 60-plus 60, 60 percent were making less than $100 a month of all the accounts on there. So I think that has to do with a lot of things. It has to do with oversaturation of market. It has to do with the fact that a lot of people out there just aren't going to pay to see your ass naked, particularly if you're not bringing something unique to the table. Or if you're not ridiculously good-looking, whether you've had a lot of augmentation or you're just naturally amazingly good-looking, unless you bring something really special to the table, you got to really, you know, hope and pray and hope you got lucky to hit where you're making any kind of real money. And some people do. I'm not saying they're not, there aren't OnlyFans people out there. And, and honestly, I'm not judging for it. I think, you know, if you want to make your living doing sex work, I think that should be fine. I don't think it should be illegal. I don't think as long as anybody's not getting hurt, I don't think there should be any kind of, oh, well, that's obscene, so you can't do it. Cause, and and I, the people who judge people that are comfortable in the sexuality are just so irritating to me. It's fine to have your own morals. It's fine to have your own values. You don't have the right to expect other people to live by them. And just because something makes you uncomfortable doesn't make it fucking wrong. That's your hang-up. But, again, that's just me. And nobody really, uh, well, I mean, if you're listening to the show, you probably give a shit what I think. But, I mean, the, the, the grandiose, nobody get, nobody cares what I think. I'm just an, another schmuck with a microphone and an attitude. But I think realistically, okay, so we've got all these people out there, OnlyFans. Some OnlyFans content creators actually create content. Contrary to what they say, OnlyFans was not... It did not exist strictly for people to sell pictures of their, their buttholes and things like that. It just happens to work for that, and that became the popular, you know, common use. Just like not all tissue is Kleenex, but everybody says, give me a Kleenex. Nobody says, hand me a facial tissue. So, yeah, OnlyFans has kind of become synonymous with amateur porn, and in some cases not so amateur. They're, some of the higher-earning content creators on there are pros. And, you know, whatever, good for them. I'm not mad at you. Get your sacks. It's... it's uh. 
it is what it is. But as I'm derailing my own conversation, yes. So the point being is the school system doesn't exist to teach a lot of skills and assets that are useful in survival other than basic things like that. And being a virtual content creator where you stand around and let somebody take a picture of your butthole and you upload it to your camera or you're stepping on a fucking cake and a pair of weird heels or whatever the fuck it is you're doing. Again, not a lot of that, not a lot of survival skill involved in that. Stand around, look pretty, or do something really weird that perverts will enjoy is not a real utilitarian kind of mindset. It's capitalizing on a market that doesn't require a lot of processing or thought or creativity beyond coming up with something weird that you might be able to get, you know, some follows for. And so we come to the the issue of the deliberate dumbing down of our society. And then you couple that with the ever-growing divisionist policies being pushed by the you know, quote-unquote leaders. I'm not, I, I don't feel comfortable calling them leaders because they don't really lead shit. It's more like they manipulate and cajole, lie, and, and just push. And they push these agendas that are deliberately divisive. And they go through the motions where they enact like they're trying to do something and trying to... And it's all pandering bullshit because they know that nothing's going to get accomplished because if they actually accomplished anything, we might not need them anymore once the things are done. And they wouldn't have a platform to try and keep their jobs and keep their privilege and keep their power. And this all sounds very conspiratorial, but because it used to be considered conspiratorial, maybe it's conspiratorial to me. Some people think I'm stupid. Some people think I, I drank some Kool-Aid. Some people think I should be lining my hat with tinfoil, but... More and more people are starting to go, you know what, that it's, yeah, that is what it is. They are manipulative assholes. They are liars. They are cheating us. They are doing this deliberately to keep themselves where they're at and keep us down. And there's a groundswell of that, but that's, that's not what I'm talking about today. Today I'm talking about how did we get to this point where we are so fucking stupid as a, as a, as a people, as, as a society, as a species where things like this get to this point. And the whole thing that kicked off this train of thought before I went down the rabbit hole that uh, led me to the whole fact that OnlyFans, a lot of people talk about it, but more people aren't making shit on it than, than are. I mean, if you're lucky, you might get enough money to, you know, pick up some groceries for the month, buy a couple dozen cartons of eggs, um, or a couple of cartons of eggs at the rate things are going. But, um, yeah, it's not like... A lot of people are being able to retire young because of it, and a lot of the ones that I feel like are probably doing really well probably aren't the best with their finances because they have that young and stupid mindset of, well, it's always going to be this way, so they don't plan. And again, this is another failing in the system where they don't have the proper mindset to plan for the future, to prepare and to do things like invest and because they think it's always going to be that way. They, they they hit that magic switch, they whatever, and they, it's not even necessarily a realization of like, hey, I'm not always going to be young and good looking, but they, there's no preparation. And they go out and live these lavish, extravagant lifestyles, which is, and a lot for a lot of them, that's how they attain their following is just by being lavish and extravagant because all of a sudden they can. And then they... They're getting paid by dummies who want to watch that shit or want to escape their own shitty reality through that. And it feeds into this ridiculousness. And then 
Now you double down with a lot of these social media influencers and I'm getting getting away from the people that are selling feet pics and all that other shit into the people that develop this sense of self self-importance because not even necessarily that they're monetizing it, although most of them are and a lot <laughs> after you get to a certain level of followers, people will come to you and start to offer you things in the name of your followings. And you've got these content creators and all the different social media platforms and it's like, oh, I've got 500,000 followers. I've got a million followers. I've got 2 million followers. And it's these big deals. And some of them get followed for legitimate reasons. A lot of them get followed because they either are saying what people want to hear or they're doing something stupid. But a lot of the really big, you know, quote unquote content creators are just pushing divisive narratives. They're being these shills for one side or the other. They're deliberately, a lot of them are saying shit they don't necessarily personally believe in. Because if you look at their personal lives outside of their persona online, because people are fallible and a lot of them crack and a lot of them get caught. And you come to realize everything they're saying is just for the clicks. It's just for the likes. It's just smaller scale manipulation than the people that are doing it at a governmental level. And so we, we've come to this point where our society is so fucked up and stupid where things that are being done in terms of satire are no longer recognized. And it's partly because as a society and as a culture, we've lost the ability to differentiate. We've lost the ability to say nobody can actually be this fucking dumb or nobody can actually be this ignorant. Whereas there was a time where satire was an obvious thing. It was, I mean, I mean, there were always people that were too dumb to get it, but they were in the minority. And now it's in the point where you got to really like check your facts on anything you come across, whether it's articles or, or, you know, posts or commentaries or anything, because it, the, the, the reality has gotten to be so fucking ridiculous that you can't tell the difference. You can't tell something is satire unless you know the source is satirical. That's like on Twitter now they've made a policy where you have to, if you are a satire account, you have to state that somewhere on your bio, bio description that your account is satire because too many motherfuckers are too dumb to realize the difference. And they're either getting really offended by shit that is supposed to be satirical or they're taking that satirical shit and running with it like it's gospel. Neither of which is really how this shit's supposed to work. If you're offended by satire, you were probably supposed to be offended. You're probably meant to be offended. It's probably insulting to you because you're probably a fuckhead. Or at least that's how it used to be. It used to be satire was meant to call out stupid shit. Now, it's still intended that way, but the definitions have gotten so weird. And the people and the general populace have gotten so fucking dumb that it just it doesn't work right anymore. And... And like I said, and reality has gotten so fucking ridiculous that sometimes you read a satirical headline and if you're not familiar with the source, you could actually be pulled into it like, yeah, that's fucking stupid, but I don't, I, I believe it. I, I'm guilty of it myself on a few, a few occasions where I've seen things and I had to legitimately do some digging to find out that like, oh no, this is somebody who's being satirical. And it's been over some of the dumbest shit. Like, I've seen posts about people that were saying things like uh, talking about fat acceptance and how things like obesity is an obscenity. And, and yes, there are satirical and parody accounts that say these things, saying, you know, if your doctor's using the term obese, they're fat shaming you and they're 
that's bigotry and that's hatred and that's ignorance. And But then on the other side of the coin, there are fat fucks out there that are legitimately saying that shit. Saying your doctor using a clinical medical term to describe your circumstances is prejudicial or bigoted or biased. And it's not that they're saying something about your actual physical health. It's that they're trying to shame you or they're phobic. And, and I'm kind of hung up on the fat phobic one myself because that's one of those ones. It's one of the few things. It was like the last bastion to die outside of being heteronormal white male. And we'll throw Christian in there, even though that's, yeah, I, I'm as someone who's not a massive fan of organized religion, I, I mock Christians too. So it's, I, I don't have a lot of room to talk on that one. But the last people you're still allowed to, to openly talk shit about and mock are like straight white people. And that's the only societally acceptable people to talk shit about now. And that's the only two things you can talk shit about. Anything else, you're an ist or a phobic or a whatever. And it's ridiculous because there are literally these other, and I, 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 I refuse to call people anything that is remotely close to fat accepting. I'm not one to body shame people within reason, but after, and I'm saying this, unless you have a legitimate medical, a medical issue that prevents you from doing something about your condition, you're just a fat fuck. Um, unless you have like a thyroid imbalance or like my personal health issue that makes it a little harder for me to get back into shape. I have no idea what it is because it's not my thyroid and, they ran a couple thousand dollars worth of tests, and that's with my insurance. Trying to figure out what exactly is wrong with my system and why my thoracic cavity was filling up with fucking fluids. And they, they never really gave me any kind of satisfactory answer. No tumors, no imbalances in body chemistry. My blood my blood work is all you know, pretty close to within normal. And for being a big fat fuck, for years I was able to say, you know, well, I'm not diabetic and I don't have cholesterol issues. And then when I hit like 40... 344 that all went to shit <laughs> all of a sudden yeah hey guess what you are diabetic and you do have cholesterol issues actually i don't have cholesterol issues i have triglyceride issues and that's genetic that runs in my family but you know they gave me a pill everything's straightened out that's all all my numbers are back in the green no i'm well maintained my blood my blood sugar is well regulated uh i'm exercising and trying to lose weight so i don't have to stay on these pills for fucking ever because i don't think it's a good thing uh and that's just me but by that same token, I acknowledge that I spent years abusing and neglecting my own personal health. I lived a very sedentary lifestyle. I did not have a healthy diet. I did not maintain proper habits. And I am now paying the penalty for my choices and my actions. I don't get mad when my doctor told me, Aaron, you're morbidly obese, because that's the clinical fucking condition that I currently exist under. Now, I've always been big boned. I've always been built heavy. I've always weighed more than I looked like I weighed. I tell people how much I weigh now, and they still, even though I look like a big fat fuck, they still go, really, you're that much of a big fat fuck? Yeah, I kind of am right now. I'm working on it. I'm getting better. <laughs> I've had to put another hole in my belt so my belt will stay up. I'm keeping my pants on my, my middle-aged white guy, non-existence pancake ass, but yeah, I'm still a big guy. I still weigh a lot. I'm working on it, trying to get better. I'm not running around telling people that you're shaming me and making me feel bad for saying something that I already know is true. I'm not 
so disconnected and so fucking fragile that I think a doctor telling me I am obese is a hate crime. I don't think it is a case of, you know, my doctor saying this is okay. So in the interest of all the ridiculously hard, hard social justice warrior leaning motherfuckers, since you guys like to honor, you know, pronouns and identifying people as what they identify as, I insist that you refer to fat fucks as land whales, because if not, you're prejudiced and you're not using the preferred term for big fat fucks. Uh, And if you don't use it, you're a bigot. So, you know, kiss my ass. I'm a land whale. So be it. But yeah, that back to back to before I go off, went off on that little tirade. Um, the th- point of it is, one day I see something that says, okay, you know, my doctor called me obese and blah, 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 blah. I was offended, blah, blah, blah. And it was from somebody that was literally an extremely obvious parody account. Uh, the name of the account was, I need to be eaten. Anita, A-N-I-T-A, B period, eaten. E-A-T-I-N. I need to be eaten. And, yeah, so you could just read the name, and if you had more than two brain cells to rub together, you're going to realize it's somebody trying to make a joke and mocking the morbidly obese, which, like I said, I'm not really pro-body shaming so much as the apathy that allows you to say, oh, well, you should just leave me alone and let me live my fat-ass best life. And I, I understand my stance on this particular issue can uh, kind of be interpreted as, as going against my general philosophy of as, as long as you're not hurting anybody, I don't give a fuck what you do with your life. And and that's true. If you want to be a couch slug and be morbidly obese and die fucking young because your cholesterol type or your blood type is fucking butter, you know, I I don't care. As long as you're not expecting to be accommodated in your self-imposed horseshit. I mean, even for a big fat guy, I'm still mobile. I can still actually pick shit up off the ground without using a fucking grabber. I can still do a lot of things because I make the effort. It's not always easy. It's not always comfortable. I still put in the fucking effort. And yeah, maybe some people can't. And I, I I feel more for those people who are in a position where they can no longer do anything about it. And the people who who are there through no fault of their own. If you, you know, got injured and you were paralyzed for a year or if you were in, you know, traction for six months or there's a lot of things that can fuck you up and put you way, way, way off the off the range of being able to like work on yourself and make yourself be healthy and be better. And it's not easy to come back from. And that's fine. But when I see like a 19 year old that weighs 475 fucking pounds due to nothing other than poor self-control and shitty life choices, I don't have any sympathy for you. I don't give a fuck what you want to be called. And I don't care if you think I'm shaming you or I'm phobic or whatever it is, because you're reaping the consequences of your actions, and you don't deserve accommodation because of those things. That's the mentality that makes it where we can't understand the difference between satire and real life anymore because real life has gone off the fucking rails. And these people have this mentality of no matter how bad their choices are, they need to be accommodated, they need to be acknowledged, and they need to be accepted. And no, you fucking don't. 
that's why we're, well, that's one of the contributing factors to the fucked up state the world is in these days. And you've got all these young, stupid motherfuckers, and unfortunately, a lot of older, stupid motherfuckers, people that are old enough where they should know better, that are either shills or fucking drank the Kool-Aid, where they don't even acknowledge the fact that the ridiculousness that is coming out of their mouth is directly contributing to the downfall of, of fucking civilization at this point, at least in this country. They... The, the ridiculous push for acceptance and tolerance and just allowing people to be just shitty, horrible, useless fucking people that still want to live the lifestyle of a contributing useful member of society that still want to be treated as if they are just as good and just as useful and just as important as every fucking buddy else. And I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again here. I am not one of those people that automatically just grants every living, breathing human being equal status because you don't fucking deserve it. You are not automatically entitled to respect. You are not automatically entitled to happiness. You are entitled to the opportunity to have happiness. You are entitled to the opportunity to earn respect. You are entitled to life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Those are the things you're entitled to that I believe as an American who was born in the United States and raised under that concept, but that's those, those are the key terms there. You're, everyone is entitled to their life until you do something that merits you no longer having it. And I'm saying that as someone who, yes, I believe in the fucking death penalty. A lot of people don't. A lot of people that I, that I consider you know friends of mine don't. A lot of people that I respect don't believe in it. And that's fine. I believe there are certain things there's no coming back for, and you cannot be rehabilitated, not that our system rehabilitates anybody. And they're just so morally and ethically and fundamentally reprehensible that you don't deserve to make up for what you did. And yes, the system fucks up. So I'm not one of those people that's just like willy-nilly applying the death penalty. But if there are certain things, if you are accused multiple times of doing horrific things to like children or sexual assault, or any of that other shit, and you have a, if there's a standing thing that makes it go like, yeah, the, especially if you get caught in the act, then fuck you, you don't get it. You get caught in the act, you should be dead on the spot, and that's just, I, I'm not going to apologize for it. You get caught in the act of hurting or molesting or harming a child, dead. You get caught in the act of sexually assaulting somebody, fucking dead. That that, that should be it. It should be Dropped on site. Institute the judges, you know, um, a little judge dread action. I would be okay with that under under those circumstances. Um, now, for other nonviolent offenses and things like that, that's a whole different story. If you don't have concrete evidence, if you're not caught in the act of doing something, no, you don't get, if you get caught because they did legitimate police work and found clues and evidence to prove you did something fucked up, that's a different story. Unless it's, again, you know, molesting kids or sexual assault or any of that shit. If there's uncon uncontrovertible proof that you were did it, yeah, right. you can appeal once, and if you lose the appeal, dead. And, um, yeah, it's a little, a little extreme, maybe, but it would streamline a lot of fucking things. And, but like I said, as long as you're not hurting anybody, you go out, you live your life. And liberty, you're entitled to go out and live your best life, to have the freedom to go out and make your choices, not to be enslaved to another person, 
not necessarily just physically, but in terms of ideals or in terms of how you're going to live your life. You are not obligated to live by someone else's standards. You are obligated to live by your own standards. Again, as long as you're not hurting anybody, that's the huge caveat to everything I believe. If you're not doing any harm to anyone else, it's really nobody's business how you live your fucking life. So that's where the Liberty Park comes in. You have the right to live your life according to your values and your beliefs as long as you're not causing any harm to anybody else. If your values do require the inherent displaced, discomfited, or taking advantage of other people, then no, fuck you. You don't get those because you're infringing upon other people's lives and liberty. And then there's the pursuit of happiness. That's the one that I get really hung up on because so many people nowadays have this mentality that they deserve to be happy. And I've had people that are in my life that care about me and I care about say that I deserve certain things because when they see me getting a little down in the dumps, they feel bad. They're like, oh, you, honey, you, you deserve to be happy. You deserve to have this. You deserve nice things. And I, I constantly say, in particular, this particular circumstance, it's primarily my mother I'm thinking of because that's one of her go-tos. Honey, I, you deserve to be happy. Deserve's got fuck all to do with being happy. Being happy is an internal thing. It is a decision you make. Deserve, nobody deserves happiness. I mean, deserve has fuck all to do with it. Deserve is a personal judgment. It's not an actual thing. And the people who think they deserve to be happy simply for fucking drawing breath don't get it. And more importantly, they're never going to be happy because they don't realize happiness has to be internal. It has to come from within. If your happiness is contingent upon anyone else's thoughts, actions, or deeds, or beliefs, or behaviors, you're fucked. Because they're not going to prioritize you. That's just unrealistic. It's an unrealistic expectation that other people are going to prioritize your happiness, your the things you deserve. Because what? who's going to prioritize them? That's just not how it fucking works. And somewhere along the lines, we forgot that. And more importantly, we have enough vocal assholes who seem to think that's how the world's supposed to work. That the rest of the world is responsible for katowing to everyone's happiness and making sure everyone's happy and everyone gets what they think they deserve. And unfortunately for them, reality doesn't work that fucking way. No matter how much they try and push for it, no matter how much noise they're making, no matter how much they're screaming, everyone has to believe what I think is right. And the only way my beliefs are valid is if everyone else has to follow them. It's this like massive, it's, it's insecurity on a huge scale. It's a complete lack of actual self-awareness or self-actualization that leads to this bullshit because they can't validate it by themselves. And anything that you cannot validate by yourself is a really weak stance to be tying your happiness to or, or hinging any major portion of your personality to if any of thing you identify with that strongly that is such a key component of who you are can be instantly shattered if other people don't agree with it, you're fucking lacking. You're a failure as a human being because you are not capable of functioning on your fucking own. And we seem to have forgotten that. And as a society, we've gotten to this point where, like I said, you can't tell satire from actual, actual beliefs anymore. And you can't tell real news headlines from satire news headlines because the shit that's 
being published in the news and in the media is so utterly fucking off the reservation, but it's treated like it's gospel and it's fucking ridiculous. And it's being done to pacify and placate the very slimmest of minorities. And I don't mean, you know, ethnic minorities or religious minorities or anything. I mean, it's a small percentage of the fucking population. And the fact that I need to clarify that statement in and of itself just tells you it's even getting to me where I know somebody's going to hear this and, oh, well, he said minorities and he must be talking about X, Y, and Z. No, motherfucker. I'm talking about populations and groups that make up a insignificant statistical portion of the whole. That is what that concept means. And it's ridiculous that insignificant percentages of the whole are dictating the course for the entire fucking whole. That's not how things work. And that's, I don't know who decided that is how a just and fair society works because it's not. The least of us is not supposed to be steering the ship because at that point, the entire rest of the group is being subverted in the name of the few. And that's the exact same shit they're complaining about. Well, we're not being treated like we're the significant majority. Well, you guess what? You're fucking not. It's just reality. And with all every other thing that's being accused of being an agenda or being a, a push, all this divisive bullshit is contingent upon that one little thing. Treat me like I'm, I, I say I want equality, but I actually want to be treated special. I want to be treated better than everyone else because I feel like I wasn't treated fairly before this. So now you have to treat me better. You have to tell me I'm special and you have to make my voice count more than anyone else's so I get treated what I feel is equality. And that's not equality then. That's preferential. That's special treatment. And these dumb motherfuckers don't fucking get it. And, yeah, so, it's like I said, this is just the thing that was on my mind today as I sat down looking at these things. And I was reading different social media shit and just looking at all this shit and going, this can't be reality. This can't be true. This has to be satirical. And it's not. Reality is catching up with satire and blowing it out of the fucking water, which really kind of hurts my feelings because some of my favorite stuff when I was growing up was like satirical works, parody works, Mel Brooks type stuff. And realistically, the satirists and the parody and back when Saturday Night Live was still funny and still relevant. You can't do that shit anymore when reality is more fucking ridiculous than anything these writers could come up with. So I, I, get, I, mean, I guess my whole point is that's just kind of... Something we need to work on, something we need to do better about, and frankly, that's realistically all I can, all I got for you right now. So for now, I guess that's what I had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode, guys. If you liked what you heard, leave a comment, leave a review, leave a rating. Go to IHadToSayItPodcast.com, sign up for the mailing list, interact with the show. Click the links, sign up for the Patreon, join the Discord, come and interact, be a part of the show. Buy the merch, support your favorite creator, or support me. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Till next time.